Charlottetown's Gender Affirming Care Clinic is one of the only places trans people can go to for services on PEI. Since Health PEI updated its surgical policy earlier this year, the clinic is now offering a wider variety of services. The previous policy covered face and chest masculinization procedures, but it now also covers face and chest feminization procedures, as well as voice therapy. Lucky Fusca, the executive director for the PEI Transgender Network, says it's a welcome change. It's really wonderful to see that we now are in a place where the misogyny was, um, you know, called out, called in, um, and that we were able to see Health PI put in some efforts to, um, you know, talk to folks from within the community that were impacted by um, the lack of expansiveness that was needed in the previous policy. Fusca says PI's gender-affirming care policy is now one of the most inclusive in the country. It feels really, really cool to be in a province and to have been part of a process where um, we went from very much lacking and missing the mark to being like a leader um, as far as our, our policy goes. However, Fusca says most surgeries happen off-island, usually in Montreal. When trans people return to PI, there are only two clinics available for them to receive post-operative care. The Gender Affirming Care Clinic in Charlottetown and UPI's clinic. Um, and even that, the wait lists within both of those clinics are usually between three to six months. So even that, we're still looking at some barriers. Uh, we've seen a lot of progress, but three to six month wait times are also something that um, it's mindful of the impacts that that would have um, on individuals trying to access life-saving supports. Fusca says traveling for surgeries also brings its own set of problems. You're looking at travel costs, you're looking at um, you know, post-operative materials like gauze and other um, uh, you know, like pillows, <laughs> like there's so, uh, quite a long list of things that really add up to thousands of dollars. So even though the surgical policy does cover a lot more than what we saw in the past, um, there's still so many expenses that aren't covered, which is what we're working on as far as developing um, and looking into funding sources to not just bridge the financial gaps, but to also bridge the gaps in supports as well, um, which is where that cool kind of peer support could come through. The peer support program would pair up mentors with experience navigating gender-affirming healthcare with mentees looking to go through similar procedures. The doctors here, uh, while some of them are starting to become very well versed in their knowledge of trans healthcare needs, um, most of the doctors here don't. Um, so that's leading to uh, unnecessary post-operative complications um, that very much can be avoided and we think that the peer support program will kind of help to mitigate those issues that we're seeing. The PI Transgender Network recently applied for government funding that would allow them to start the peer support. It would allow them to hire a coordinator to work with Fusca to manage and match mentors and mentees. Friendships and community is really um, such a powerful um, like act of resistance and also just act of, of love um, and making space for those friendships in a way that um, 
is actually productive as well with bridging gaps in the healthcare system feels like fingers crossed um, that the funders will also think it's a great idea. Ezra Centeno, Holland College, Journalism and Communications.